What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Unscripted, the show that brings you professionals from all walks of life, touching on their backstory, their mindset, and how they navigate through adversity and opposition, while providing you practical tips that might help you on your path. I'm your host, two-time Olympian, Olympic bronze medalist, author, and motivational speaker, Akeem Haynes. Now, let's get into the episode. This week on episode 122, my guest is the former WBA NABA super featherweight champion. In the amateurs, he had a boxing record of 167 wins, 11 losses, and 60 of those wins by way of knockout. In 2016, he turned professional, and now in the professional boxing level, he has a record of 21 wins, one loss, and 15 wins by way of knockout. In 2020, he signed a co-promotional deal with Top Rank Boxing alongside Murphy's Boxing. He's fought on the big stages, such as the well-known Hulu Theater in New York City, the Hard Rock Hotel Casino in Oklahoma, and of course, the MGM Grand Conference Center in Nevada. This week, Abraham Nova stops by the show. Had a great conversation with Abraham, right? I've been following his career for a few years now, but it wasn't until this year that we were able to connect. But on paper, Nova is a boxer by profession, but he's a man who's been trying to make the most out of whatever comes his way, despite what cards that he has been dealt. Coming from humble beginnings, Nova always wanted to make a name for himself. And every time he wakes up, he strives to do just that. This episode, we get into how growing up in Albany, New York was with his parents and nine other siblings. Lessons he learned growing up in those challenging and trying environments, how he started boxing and what kept him in it. What boxing taught him about himself, why hard work and discipline are essential parts to success, how his faith and his friendship and family circle around him help him stay grounded. Why patience is an essential piece for your character development. What he thought his best fight was, and the backstory behind his recent fight with Robezi Ramirez, and what he learned after his first loss. We also talk about his next fight date and why he's not staying in the 126th division anymore. And he also leaves us with a word of encouragement for someone that might need it. And we talk about so much more. You might have seen him inside the ring, but this is an episode that will hopefully give you more insight into how he became the person he is today. But before we go, if you could do me a huge favor and just take a quick moment to leave a rating and review of the show, wherever it is that you can leave podcast ratings and reviews. I truly, truly appreciate it in this small act goes a long way. And I mean, goes a long way in moving the podcast forward. It takes less than five minutes to do so. If you could do that for me, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Also, if you'd like to watch the visual episode, you can watch that on our new YouTube channel that will be in the show notes below. So with all that being said, enjoy this week's episode with Abraham Nova. Nova, what's up, champ? Hey, what's going on? Man, finally we get to tap in, brother. Yeah, about time. Yeah, I've been waiting. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? Look like you had a, a off day today. You know, no, I know. I I I trained early at ten, so I was free. I was free um from one to like four. Yeah, bro. I appreciate you, man. I uh, appreciate your time. 
bunch of questions I want to get in today, man. And the first thing, I like to start the same way, brother. I like to start with gratitude, man. I'm big on life. I'm big on starting your day in the right direction. And it's hard to be negative when you're in a positive state. So give me three things you're grateful for today, man. Well, I'm grateful, you know, um, my health. Um, grateful for my family. And um, health, family, and I'm living. I'm happy, you know. Nova, man, people see you in the ring, right? And on TV, they probably see, you know, you doing your thing, doing well. But oftentimes, they don't really ever see the journey of how you got to where you are today, man. And so we got to go back a little bit to that backstory because I'm a firm believer that if you can understand how a person grew up, then you can understand why they operate and how they operate the way that you do. So originally born in, in Puerto Rico, man, but you moved to Albany, New York shortly after your birth. One of nine siblings, man. What was that like growing up in that household? And I, it was fireworks, you know. It's, um, <laughs> <laughs> not, you know, um, um, one out of um nine siblings, well, ten siblings. Um, you know, growing up, growing up, growing up home, and um, and and going through poverty is was tough, you know. Living in a two bedroom apartment and in in a in a in a country that we didn't speak um English. So we only spoke Spanish. It was really, really tough. But, um, you know, I feel like that journey and that process made us strong. It made us go get us and get, you know, get what we what we need to get in order to survive. And, um, you know, I think I think my parents, I think the whole journey I've been through because I'm happy the man that I, that I am today and the, the man that I'm becoming. And it's because of those 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 obstacles, those fights I had to go through in my life in order to be here. When you reflect on those times, man, uh what lessons did you draw from it, right? Because a lot of times when we're kids, we don't really know what we're seeing or really have an understanding of what's going on until a little bit later. But maybe you learned something from your parents or your siblings or the community. But what was a lesson that you took from those times that you reflect on to say, you know what? I didn't know I needed that till right about now. One thing that I got from that is my parents' drive. My parents are pastors and, you know, they did everything. They did everything in order, you know, to, um, in order to, you know, um, help people and, 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 and bring people into church. Like their passion with Christ and their passion and, 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 and helping others. It showed me like, yo, pick one thing and be passionate about it and go as hard as you can. Cause you'll, 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 you'll get there. And I would say my parents drive their, their passion to do things and, 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 and the way, the way they work to um get things done that I feel like that's one thing I took with me and I'm very appreciative because when I have my mind on something, I yep. go all the way through and I feel like I got that from my parents. Man, I understand exactly that, that, that mindset and that mind frame. Uh, but also you just talked about your parents being pastors, man, it, it, at an early age, right? you have all your siblings there. You may not have certain resources and yet your parents may come home and say, Hey, look, you know, God's going to see us through. How was your earliest dealings with faith at that time? Like, did you understand what was going on? You know, I, I, I grew up in a Christian home. So, you know, I feel like my mindset was there already. I was born that way. I was born in a, in a religious mind because that's all I've seen. So I wasn't confused. I just always believed in God and had that faith because he always pulled through. He always pulled through. Mm -hmm. and when, when we was in tough times, he pulled through and, 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 and you know, made us stronger, made us, you know, um, overcome any adversity that we um, went through. Man, I, I, I read that you started boxing at 12, right? And I started doing track and field a little bit later. But the more that I got to speak with certain athletes and different ones, I like to compare journeys. 
right? And when I talk to Usain Bolt and the Justin Gallons and the Asafa Powells, every time that they said that they started the sport, they picked up the spike and they knew like, man, this is what I wanted to do. But no, but boxing is a little bit different, bro. Like nobody just says I want to get punched in the face for a living, right? So when you picked up the gloves, was it something that you said, wait a minute, man, this can be something here? Or were you just looking for something to pass the time? There was a, there's a lot of reasons why I, I chose boxing. The, the first one, I, I'm I'm going I'm to be quite honest. I've never told anybody this, but this is the first time I'm telling anybody this why I really chose boxing. Um, I'm one, like I said, I'm one out of 10 kids. And at home, it's it's tough to get that love, you yeah. know, from your, from your parents, from your, from your, from your siblings, because we all, we all come, we all competitors, we all compete and, you know, and everybody's out on to do their own thing. Yes, we love each other and whatnot, but, you know, I feel like I didn't get that love at home, you know, and, um, I know my parents love me, but I know they were busy, but I feel like in the gym, I got that love. I got that love mm -hmm. that I was looking for. I, I, you know, I trained, I won. And, 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 and everywhere I went, I was getting that love that, that I, I wanted from my, from my siblings, you know? And then I noticed the more I kept winning, the more love I was getting from my siblings. And, and it wasn't not a bad thing. It's, it's just that, you know, they noticed how, how good I was getting. And, and the, you know, anybody would support anybody who's winning. Everybody loves a champion. So as I was winning, the more love that I got. So I, um, I was like, wow, man, this is, this is good. So that, that kept me going. The yeah. love that I was getting at home was made me kept driving through boxing, through boxing, you know. And of course, you know, I played other sports. I was a high athlete in everything I did yeah. in track and and and, and and baseball, football. I was elite. Like I was like on beyond national level, going anywhere I wanted. But um, it's it's a uh, it's not it's not like a uh, like boxing is an independent sport, man. You don't gotta rely on, on nobody. So that's the main reason why I stuck with boxing and and, and the love that I was getting in boxing. Right, I want to say the love I was getting at home, but I was the love I was getting at the gym is what made me drive and, and stick with boxing. You know, it's crazy, man. It seems like uh, originally I was born in Jamaica, and it, I don't know what it is, man. It's like the North American countries, the Caribbean. It's like you know your parents love you, right? You don't question that. You see the sacrifices, you see what they're doing. You know the love is there, but they just don't always, you know, always come out and say, you know what, I love you, and. <laughs> It, it, it's one of those things where like when you when you're a kid you don't really think about it too much and when you get older you realize you react certain way because you didn't get that love but when you look back now nova man when you started boxing what was the dynamics like in your home like, did your parents say i don't want you to do that or they came to support it no my parents didn't want they didn't want me to do it especially my mom she, you know she, she don't want to be in christian being pastors can't have your kids fighting so they didn't but then my dad said man if if he's gonna do this and stay out the streets and and, and, and you know and, and not get in trouble, then let him rock. Let him at least do this, and and we know that he's gonna be he's gonna be safe in that sport, and he's not gonna be into drama. You know, like I said, I grew up in a very dangerous area, killings, drugs, everything was happening. So my father was like, man, instead of him getting caught up in the streets and with these bad kids, let him box, and that's how we came up with a term: was I behave in school, do what I have to do. And I and I was able to box. So my mom was not with it. She's never been to my fight till dates, you know. But uh, my dad, he does support it, and um, he um, he pushes me. Man, what has boxing taught you about yourself, man? I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know, I could say boxing taught me, you know, that I'm a go getter, you know. Um, um, and 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 a lot of times I thought I was soft. 
but now I got that dog in me. Yes, you know, sir. And, and, and boxing helped me take that out, you know, because I'm, I was, as a kid, I was quiet and I was laid back. And I never really got into a boxing, man. You hit me. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different beast that comes out. So it showed me I got that dog. I have, a, I have great birth ethic, and 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 the main thing I showed me that you know, it showed me that you know whatever, whatever, whatever you you want in life, man, you gotta go and work for it. Doesn't matter what it is. It showed me, you know. And in boxing, like I said, it's not like any like I, I play football, yeah. I play um, baseball, and I was just I, I wouldn't go to practice, and I'll play and I'll shine. Well, boxing, you can't do that. You mm-hmm. got to put in that work. So boxing showed me, you know, in order to get something in return, you got to put in the time. And that's the main thing that boxing showed me. So anything that I do, I know I'm not going to get it just because of my talent. I got to put in the work. Man, you hit on a whole bunch of great things just there, bro. But it's like, you know, when you said, man, um, a lot of people nowadays, and you see it all over in different countries where they're searching for attention searching for that love searching for that family feel and a lot of people go out in the streets and they get themselves engaged and stuff but for you to be able to maneuver and put into something productive man i think that says a lot about you and the direction that you saw for your life amateur career though man because this is a tough question uh that a lot of young fighters have knowing when to go pro when is the right time to go pro you had an amateur record of what uh, if i remember correctly what i read 167 wins 11 losses, 60-something knockouts. So it, it two things came out to me, man. It's like, one, you stayed patient. Because after 30, 40 fights, a lot of people just turn pro for the money. But that doesn't mean they have a good professional career, right? So what made you stay patient and trust the whole process of it? And what were some of those reasons that you decided to go pro? Was it something that you felt or was it something that you and your team decided to do? So one one thing I've always said to myself and one thing my trainers always told me is that you don't turn a pro, you become a pro. Mm, that's good. You know, you know, and 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 and, 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 and in that angle, I, I knew I just I still needed development. I started to work some things. I was rushing, I was doing a lot of things, and I was just waiting for the right time until I like I'm ready for this, you know. And it was no I was no rush. I think I turned pro at the age of 22. I could have turned pro at the age of 18. You know, I had deal. I had deals coming from me from left and right. I had Golden Boy. I had you know, um, uh, uh, Top Rank coming at me from left and right when I was eighteen years old. But you know, I said I'm not ready yet. You know, I still I have more stuff. Yes, I'm winning. I'm knocking dudes out. I'm break number one in the country. Yeah. But I I need to be fully sound on this understand because I you know I was I was I was winning, but not not want to say winning of luck, but I was just you know just winning. Not yeah. I was just winning off my will, not off skills and techniques. So. I feel like once I um hit twenty twenty one, I was like, okay, now I think I'm ready. So I said, let me let me stick it out, see if I can make this Olympic run, and if if I make, I make. If I don't, then we turn, and that's what, exactly what we did. We um we went for the Olympic run. Um, we lost, we lost in the semifinals to Gary Russell. Mm. But after that, you know, mm. we turned pro. Two thousand sixteen, man, your pro debut, and you won by knockout, man. But Talk me a little bit about that fight, but also Nova, it's 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 different now, right? Because now you're not this amateur kid anymore. You're this pro, right? And being a amateur and being a professional are two different things. Now the 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 cameras are in your face, you know, the lights and everything. And now when you lose or the opportunity when you get hit or something happens, now the world is seeing, right? So 
What was that like going into your first fight, man? Like, were you nervous? Were you scared? Were you ready? Were you prepared? What do you remember about that first debut? And that debut, I was um, I was anxious. I remember mm-hmm. I was anxious. I, because what got me the most was I didn't know what to expect. Yes, I've seen I've seen a lot of fights. I've seen everything, but I didn't know what to expect. Yes, I was in shape. I was ready. Just I didn't know what to expect. Once I fought, I was like, oh, there's nothing different from the amateur except the gloves, you know. Yeah. Because I was fighting, I was fighting with no headgear, and and after you know, I won and knocked them out. My confidence level went high. I'm like, wow, I psyched myself out. There's nothing different. He's got to be, you know, more cautious with my defense. And and from there on, you know, um, I started rolling. Training Nova, I think I think uh, I know for me, man, there were days where I was just like, Doug, I just don't have the energy to get through this day because you know it's going to be a hard day. <laughs> and then you know. The thing about track, man, it's very similar to boxing. When you lose, like, it's just you, right? You're in control of the work ethic and all of these things. But then there are some days where you just, you're just tired of being sore, right? And then you're just like, man, it's a lot. So when you're in the gym, Nova, and like, man, you're just like, man, I don't got one more rep in me. What do you tell yourself during that time? Because in training is when you really got to break the body down and push the barriers. But you need a little bit more internally to be able to do that. So what are some things that you're doing in the gym to help yourself on those days where you just may not have it on your own strength alone? You know, I feel like discipline is what makes me get through everything. You know, um, understand that I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to <laughs> train, but being disciplined and knowing that this is my job, this is what I got to do in order to make it to the next level. It's what pushes me. I feel like motivation comes through discipline mm. and being consistent, you know, and, and because I'm so consistent in training and doing what I do, I feel like I'm always motivated to work because, because I feel like, I feel like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a new level. There's a new, there's a, there's a new, there's a new spot we could, we could always get to. I'm never satisfied where I'm at. I, I feel like I could always grow and always improve in my craft. And um, and um, I feel that's where I get my motivation from. And um, yeah, like I said, there's times I don't want to go, I don't want to train, but um, I'm disciplined. I'm disciplined in my job. I'm disciplined in what I do. And I know if I don't do this, you know, I'm not gonna be satisfied. My family's not gonna eat. I'm not gonna eat. This is what I gotta do. How do you handle pressure, Nova? Because you know, pressure can make you freeze. We've always heard the saying, pressure makes you bust diamonds or whatever the case may be, but everybody handles it differently and everybody feels pressure differently. So when you feel pressure, when you feel anxious, man, what what do you do to help you quiet your mind and your body and your spirit and still be able to do what you have to do, especially in a performance where in a field where it's just you there, your team is around you, but they can't get in the ring with you. So how do you handle that pressure on a day-to-day standpoint, not just in the ring, but all of the stuff that comes with it? Because you got to bring life problems into the ring as well, too. How do you handle that? You know, the first thing I, I go to is uh, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, um, you know, I, I'm a big believer in God. I know he has everything mapped out and planned for me, you know. And um, when, when, when times get tough in life and things get tough, I, uh, I, you know, I'm like, hey, God, lead me the right way. Show me where I got to go. Tell me what I got to do, and, and I'll do it, you know. And, um, yes, pressure, we all go through pressure. Mm-hmm. When I'm fighting, I go through pressure, you know. But 
the main thing I would say to myself, if I put it all out in the gym and I did everything I could do, I should be fine. The Lord, the Lord's going to, you know, he's going to, he's going to guide me the right way and I'm going to be fine. At the end of the day, when I, when, when I get pressure and I feel like everything's going, you know, going south, I leave it all to God because God has my back and, and, and he helps me, you know, reach that next, that next stage in my life. Man, he's the same today, tomorrow, and forevermore, man. I want to talk about two fights, Nova. I've been watching you since you were probably, what, 12, 13 and old, right? But one of the fights that I said, man, he's going to that next level in his career is when you fought uh, Incarnacion, right? I felt like a lot of the things uh, were starting to come together for you, man. You look quick. You look fast. The hand speed, the punching power, the placement. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's here. But that's me, right? What do you think was your best fight? What was that fight so far in your career that you were just like, you know what? Oh yeah, it's my time. Well, Incarnacion, I feel like that was a. I was at seventy percent. Mm. You know, I feel like a fight where I, where I did, you know, I felt like good, good upon myself. Probably was. I can't, I can't, I, I can't, I can't say his name. It wasn't a high class guy, but it's how I felt in there. Yeah. And it was in Belgium. It was my last fight in Belgium. Um, I forgot his name though. But um, if you look at my last fight in Belgium, probably was four, fi four fights ago where I felt good. I felt complete. I felt patient. I felt like I was seeing everything, you know. And um, and um, I feel like you know, I'm I'm going to that next level. And then after that fight, I signed with top rank. I remember that. That was the fight where I felt like I was complete. I was complete, you know, and um, I, I was learning. I was being relaxed. And then um, and then I had a couple of fights, then I fought Incarnacion. No, but there's a, there's, a, there's a flow, right, especially in high-performance sports where you just know and feel like everything is clicking. And you can incorporate that in different parts of, you know, uh, different professions, whether maybe you're a writer and you're in a groove where you knock out a hundred pages and you're just like, wait a minute, I haven't even been in here for 20 minutes. But that flow and that currency where everything is just fluid, man, when you're in the zone, brother, what is what does that feel like? Right. Do you feel do you feel untouchable? Like, what is that flow like when you just like, man, I feel perfect today? And yeah, that flow, that flow is, is a is a is a flow. We always wish to have 24 hours, you know, throughout yeah. the day, you know. But um, yeah, when, when once I get that flow, man, you feel invincible. You feel like you can see everything. Your timing's on point. You know, your your power's on point. Your speed, your accuracy, everything's on point. You know, not just in the ring, but outside how you're living. Everything is flowing. Everything is right. You know, and um, and um, I wish, I wish, I wish we could have that, you know, all year round. But like I said, <laughs> I, think, I think, I think a fighter can only peak two to three times a year the most you know mm -hmm. so um that's what you, a good fighter has to you know not overtrain understand the training methods understanding everything have a good train understanding when to push when not to push them because we don't peak that many times when we do peak that's that's when we, we hit that next level it's funny man because track is so similar as well too you don't you don't there's a lot of races where you have to grow through the pain right because you're still in the gym heavy lifting heavy pushing the threshold and you just like coach like man like like let me off the leash here like let me get let me get good but he's like no just just going you wait you know there was a time for me one of the biggest races that I had was previously towards the Olympics and 
I got to the meet, Nova, and I felt great, man. I felt amazing. And the gun went, and I'm 50, 60 meters down the track, and all of a sudden, like, my mind went elsewhere for a split second, and I went from first to third, and wow. I didn't, and I did not make it out of the semifinal. And I was thinking to myself, man, I did not, like, what just happened? I wasn't prepared for that. Mm. And I want to go back to um, your recent fight against uh, Robezi Ramirez. I'm going to give you what I see, Nova, because a lot of people haven't heard you talk about this yet. I was watching First the time. fight. Yeah, I'm watching the fight, right? And obviously, boxing, man, it's 50-50. He's step in the ring. Anybody can be beat on any given day, right? But I'm watching the fight. And after the first round, I think I was thinking to myself, man, Nova looks a little bit off, right? I didn't know what it was. I, we had never spoken before. But after we, you know, we talked on IG for a little bit. But I was like, man, Nova, ah, something looks off. You know, he doesn't look like himself a little bit. Right. But that's just me. Nobody knows what was going on. But for me, from my perspective, from watching you before, I was like, man, he just doesn't look like himself. Right. Walk me through that fight for you, Nova, like the lead up going into it. And is my calculations any correct or was I off? Because nobody's heard you talk about this fight yet. Right. So walk me through that fight for you, man. You know, you know, I, nobody's talking to me because I don't like putting excuses out there, you know, and um, I, I, I take the way I take my wins. I take my L's, you know. Absolutely. You know, I didn't want to preach about it and say, oh, this happened is that because a lot of things did happen. But, um, you know, for basically won fair and square. He was the better man. You know, he, he won. He, he got me with a shot. Like, there's nothing I could do, nothing I could say that could change that. He won, yeah. mm -hmm. you know. Um, a lot of things just happened leading up to that fight. The number one thing was the weight. Making weight um, was tough. Wow. Yeah. That was tough, you know. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just making weight. That time was making weight throughout the whole camp. Like, my body couldn't go down. Like, you know, I'm trying to eat right, eat clean. My body kept staying high, staying high. So we left the weights alone, and we and they just kept staying high. So, you know, boom. Weight, uh, weekend comes to make weight. I'm, you know, I'm eating. I'm, I'm high. I'm high. I'm telling my brother. That Monday, so we got to make weight on Friday. Monday, I'm like, yo, do I look dehydrated? Because I feel dehydrated, but I'm heavy. Like, my eyes were sunken. He's like, yeah, you do. So we started eating more, right? That's that. This is fight week. You try to yeah. eat more to, to try to feel better. And then, and then you know, my nurse, I came like, down. I don't think I'm going to make weight because now I'm high, but I'm dehydrated. Like, my body was everywhere. So come, come. Come Thursday, we make, we, um, we, we cut in weight. We're still high. We're like five, six pounds out. Right, jeez, I'm hurting. Boom, I'm hurt. I'm hurting bad. I can't sleep. My heart rate, my heart rate is cranking. I could then on Thursday, I, I didn't sleep the whole night. Did not sleep. Friday, I come. That morning, I'm in a bath. I'm cutting weight, cutting weight. I pass out. Boom. Oh, jeez. I wake up. I'm still not making weight. I get back in the bathtub. I'm all dizzy. They gotta help me get out. I make weight though. Luckily, I mean, wait, mind you, I still haven't slept. I still mm. haven't slept. I go make weight, come back. I'm eating. I'm eating. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to, you know, get back. I, I only, I only gained like seven, eight pounds the most. I weighed at 125. Pilot was like 136 or 130, 135. I wasn't not, I was not big at all. Yeah. Usually every time I fight, I'm in the ring at 144, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 143, you know? And every time I thought, every time I thought I was high on weight, I'll piss it out. Mm. So I used to say I probably hit like 40, 41, 
But then I'll piss it out and be right back down to like 35, 35, 36, right? So, you know, mind you, I, I, I'm still not sleeping. Something with me, I'm still not sleeping, and my heart rate's at 90, 100 beats. Jeez. My heart rate is cranking. Jeez. So I, 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 I talked to the team like I was thinking I was too, pulling out the fight. I'm not feeling well. I mean, my heart rate's high. I'm not making the weight. But I'm like, man, I got I got people coming. I have people all over. I have people flying. I'm telling you, I have people flying from all over the world. I'm from New York. It was crazy. So I was like, man, I can't pull out. So, you know, my my will made me not pull out the fight. But I wanted to pull out the fight. Yeah. So, you know, I, w- I went in. I fought. That first round, I was weak. I was weak. I got tired. I, I was, I'm telling you, I was not there. I was not there. But that, like I said, that dog in me, I kept fighting. And, and what had happened was that he got me, he got me to fight with my emotions, which even made it even worse because I knew I wasn't, I, I knew I wasn't good. So I was trying to like psych myself out. And by him, by him taunting me and doing all that stuff, it, 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 it got me going because I didn't want him to know that I wasn't good. Yeah. Anything he was, and he's not, like, not, not to say he's not a big puncher. But I fought some big punchers. Yeah. He was hitting me with a jab and I was getting hurt. Mm. Anything mm. he was hitting me, I was I was feeling it. It was touching you, yeah. Everything he was hitting me, I was feeling it. Not saying that, not saying that he can't punch, but come on, you don't get you don't get hurt with jabs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um that comes then, you know, and, and we fight, boom, he caught me, and I was out. Mind you, the next day I had COVID. <laughs> oh man oh man Jeez. Yeah. so so i'm like damn was i fighting through covid i was mm. I, I was you know i, I was that hurt i was I, I was hurt so a lot of things like i said a lot of things happened going going to that fight where it's like you're like man it was like it was like it wasn't meant to be you know so it's like i should listen to myself and not take the fight you know um but things happen i'm, I'm not gonna regret nothing you live and you learn I'm going back to 130. I ain't messing with the with the 126. That that was just that was like that was a nightmare. And if you notice, if you've been watching me, all my fights at 126, I've been getting hurt. Yeah. And kind of Sean got hurt. The the Pominki fight before I got hurt. 26. Yep. I was just I was pushing away that I couldn't make. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, I should have listened to myself, but my will, my pride, like I could do it. I could do it. I was ranked. I was like number two in the world. I was excited. I was like I could do it. I could do it. I could do it. But no, I couldn't do it. And I had to be real with myself. I wasn't being real with myself, you know, and 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 everything happens for a reason. But um it's boxing and um we live and we learn. I and, and there's nothing I could do except accept it, you know, learn from it and, and move on. You know, and I'm back 130, I'm training, got a fight coming up soon, and um you guys gonna be excited for this one. Before we talk about that, Nova, I got two more questions, man. You know, I'm always been a firm believer, right? That you learn a lot more in losses than you do in the wins, man. You know, and and again, going back to my pedigree in track and field, I took some big losses on some big stages, and a loss does two things, man. It 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 makes you re reassess, reanalyze, self evaluate, and see how you can be better, right? Not just physically, but emotionally, mentally as well, too. Or a loss can take you out of what you thought that was possible for you in any type of field. So Nova, when you got back to the locker room, man, when you, you know, the perfect record is gone, right? When you go back to the locker room and you go back home, 
What was that like, right? What did that loss do to you, both negatively, and then how did you switch that to a positive? So, I'm a, you know, I and I and I and I thank a lot, um, to God for this because I'm um I'm a person I don't I don't dwell a lot. Mm, that's things powerful. happen, you know, when things happen to me, I don't dwell a lot. That's why I feel like I'm never stressed out. I'm never hurt. I'm ne you never see me mad because I don't dwell on things. I understand when something has happened, it has happened. There's nothing I could do. Because it's happened already, so let's look for a solution and move forward. So yes, I'm not gonna lie. When I um when that happened to me, yes, I was upset. Of course, I was first confused. I'm like, wow, this really happened. Like I first thought it was a dream. It was a it was a dream, and I didn't think it was real, you know. But um, it took me like three four days to go to get over my grief moments. Went over my grief moments three four days, and then I was back. You know, I was like, this thing happened. There's nothing I could do. I wasn't I wasn't able to watch the video, but I could watch the video now with no problems. You know, after the fourth fifth day, I watched the whole fight. I seen everything, and 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 I knew I was over it. A lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people tell me like, "Wow, you're tough. Like you just like it's like nothing ever happened. I understand. There's nothing I could do. Mm. What has happened has happened. There's nothing I could do. What I could do is learn from this, move forward, and 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 better myself. And and that's what I did. You know, and then I've learned a couple of things. You know, I learned um. Yes, I, I've never in my fight, I never get emotionally involved, but in that fight, I did. But now I know that's never going to happen again. I will never get emotionally involved. And I also learned, understand how my body feels. If I'm not up to date with my body, my fight's not ready to fight, I'm turning the fight down. Fight night, fight day, don't matter. My body, I have to feel at my best. I cannot let my will, my ego, my pride take over. Mm. Because that's what happened. So those are the main things I can feel like I learned. I think that I feel like I'm a hell of a fighter. I know how to fight. I feel like I didn't do nothing wrong in the fight. I used to feel like I wasn't at my, I would, I, if I was feeling the way I felt, the fight would have been a whole different way. But I was fighting based on how I felt. I wasn't fighting or like on the strategy or doing what I'm supposed to do to win. I was mm -hmm. fighting based how, how I felt, you know, and, um, that's the main thing I could say. I could, I could, I, 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 I took with me, um, from that fight. Next fight date, Nova. People are ready and looking forward to when you're stepping in the ring, man. They don't know who just yet. Maybe you know, you probably know having an inkle, but when can people expect you to see in the ring next? Before the year? At year's end? No, right, right in the beginning. Okay, so early January. Early January. You guys you guys gonna see me um excited, um, back, you know, coming back with, you know, but big action, you know, I'm, I'm excited, you know, and uh, I'm ready to, you know, come back and, 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 and let my fist do the talking, um, you know, and there's not, there's nothing, there's nothing I can say, nothing I can do except fight and, and, and show you when I, when I'm, when I'm really about, like I said, um, I was, I was able to get through these last, these last three fights I had at 126, you know, and people like, wow, this, that, and the third, but. I was, like I said, I was at 70%. I wasn't at my best. You guys didn't see nothing. You know, I, I was weight drained. I was hurting, making weight. Every time I was hurting, making the weight. But, I, but you know, my will, my pride made me um fight through it and, and make it happen. But though all those fights, I, I won them based off my pride and my, and, my, and my will. I didn't win them off my skills and my strength, of my conditioning. I didn't win those fights. I won them off my will. And, um... Now you guys are gonna see my will, but my strength, my speed, my IQ is fall in play. Because if you're not, if you're not physically right in a fight, it's hard to put all those, all those, um, all those uh scenarios together yeah. and, and and be complete. You know, so um, 
I feel like this is what you guys are gonna see um come coming coming in early January. Well, man, I'm looking forward to it, man. You know, I'm rocking with you, man. We had this conversation before, man. And and you know, one thing I learned about life is the fall makes you greater for a comeback because now you get to learn from what happened regardless of what was out of your control. But as you just said, man, we can never dwell on a loss. It's always, always forward. Last question, Nova, there's going to be someone listening to this, man, and they may be going through a tough time, right? Life may not be going their way. They may be just fell, right? A lot of things didn't line up for the way how they expected it to. From your experience, from your life experience, from everything that you are in the ring, what is a message that you would give to someone who is trying to find hope, but maybe they can't see it right now? My message is, um, I I'm a big believer in timing. Timing. I feel like um, a lot of time we want things to come right away in our time, but mm -hmm. I feel like the Lord has a time for everybody. And as long as you keep grinding and keep striving and doing and doing what's best for you, your time is gonna come. Probably not when you want it to come, but it's gonna come because that's how that's how timing, that's how life works. There's a lot. There's a lot of times I could say in my life, I'm 20 years old. We got Devin Haney to Fiamma Lopez. They're 25, 24 years old, multi-millionaires. They're champion. I'm like, wow. Like, I, I went through the whole amateur rankings with them. I did everything with them. Why, why I'm not a millionaire? Why I'm not there, right? Yeah. It's timing. God probably says, yo, Nova, you probably, if you had all that shine, all that money at that age, you probably won't do well. I'll probably break. I'll probably, I'll probably don't know what to do with all that success, you know? Yeah. So I feel like it's timing. I feel like everybody has a, a, their timing in life and God, plans it perfect but your job and our job is to keep moving forward and keep working regardless it doesn't come when we want it but it's going to come as long as we keep moving forward no but what's the best way to keep in touch with you man i know you got different social media handles but what's the main one where people can reach out support and just check in with you if they so choose man you guys go main one i'm always on is instagram um twitter um, it's my handles is Abraham Nova 22. It's my first and last name, number 22. You guys could always check up on me there, and um, I'm here for you guys. Early January, about to see you back in the ring. I'm looking forward to it, man. Bro, appreciate your time, man. I'm glad we were able to do this, man. I've been looking forward to catching up and having a conversation, man. So I appreciate your time, bro. Much love, and let's definitely stay in touch, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for the interview. Big blessings. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your help, and um, God bless and stay safe, champ. All right, Nova, love, bro. Love, one love, peace.